Hi there, welcome to the second episode of Sweet Disruptors. I'm Anna Maria Hoffman. And I'm Gabriella Hoffman. We are sisters and we are business owners and millennial entrepreneurs. And we're happy to deliver episode two for you all today. Absolutely. So we had a pretty exciting week last week. Mm -hmm. I went on my first hunting trip and we've just been busy managing our businesses. But one event we want to talk about is going to the Lincoln Network Open House Last week in Washington, D.C. Near Capitol Hill. Yes, at the Consumer Technology Association. Mm -hmm. And it's a hub uh, for people who are very entrepreneurial-minded and don't want government interfering in their lives. Mm -hmm. They played a great host for uh, this event. But Lincoln Network, we discovered them about a year or so ago. And we find a lot of their values to align with our business interests and our our efforts. So what, what did you think we enjoyed most from that event last week? Yeah, I think probably the the you know idea that we need more liberty-minded people in the tech industry is one of their biggest selling points, I would say. Uh, so it was great. In my opinion, I guess the best part of it for me was just learning more about their technologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're basically a group of people that they have um, through what Lincoln deployed, right, Gabrielle? Yes. That, yes. Yeah, they're like go-to people that, um, you know, that they refer uh, work to. So that was pretty cool. And uh, Garrett Johnson, one of the co-founders, told me, too, that here in D.C., uh, they're planning to do more coding meetups. And as somebody who is looking to um, learn more coding and eventually become a WordPress developer, that really got me excited. So... Yeah, Lincoln Network is doing some really great things, and as Gabrielle mentioned, or maybe I don't know if you did mention, but they're mostly, you know, out in San Francisco, and they're trying to expand in Silicon here. Valley. Yeah, well, because as we know, where Silicon Valley stands politically, it's no secret they align very much to the left. Yeah, and this group is trying to help fill the void with deep, uh, de-radicalizing Silicon Valley. I would say because. Silicon Valley shouldn't have shouldn't tilt just one way or another. It yeah. should have a diverse view of people and technologists and entrepreneurs and startup developers. And, and it sadly tilts one way. And it's odd because free enterprise is normally shared by people with conservative libertarian views. Yeah. Although they kind of stake a claim in it. But they have had too much of a claim on it. So there's kind of a, uh, mm-hmm. a balance they're trying to achieve. And this group yeah. is helping fill that void, being resourced for politicians, nonprofit organizations, startups, small businesses. So we approve and love what they're doing, and we're going to try to get involved more with them, and you all yeah. should be involved with them too. Yeah, you definitely should if you you know are out here in the D.C. metro area or if you happen to be in, yes, Silicon Valley. <laughs> well, also, I think they probably will expand to the Midwest. I hope so, yeah. And, and all over the country too. Yeah. Their efforts are really needed across the country, so I, yeah, I, hope, I hope that does happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a good cause. I've, we've included links for y'all on the broadcast to yeah. follow them across social media, especially on Facebook, and to learn more about their Lincoln Deployed program and upcoming events they're going to be having in the two epicenters, Washington, D.C., and also San Francisco. But I believe if you request events in your city, they will try to come hmm. to you if there's a need. That's, I don't know if they'll good. do that, but I think <laughs> they, sh- they will and they should as they start to grow and yeah. expand. They are now a five-year-old organization. And they're really doing exciting things, so please check out Lincoln Network if you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to dedicate uh, segments of the shows where both Anna Marie and I will expound upon our expertise area. So 
I will go first today, yes. and then Anna-Marie will talk about kind she's of what she's doing. She's the first doing. born, so she has to go first. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm but only I, kidding. <laughs> no, no. We, we bury it up all the time, but it doesn't hurt to be first born. But anyway, so we both do branding for our jobs, but slightly different means. I do more so from the bottom, or from the bottom, what am I saying? From, from <laughs> internal stuff. I help brand people from a messaging standpoint, from a topical standpoint, but Anna Maria more so handles the topical standpoint. I'm a big picture person, yes. so I'm, I'm more interested so in the visual design. We make messaging and presentation great always. Not, again, because a lot <laughs> sometimes a lot of people struggle with branding and their image, and we're trying to help remedy that, especially for people who cannot afford high-dollar consulting firms. Yeah, we're there for the little guy. Yes. And the other side of the aisle especially loves to talk about that, and actually that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing is because the, I would say the conservative little guy, the Christian little guy, is really being ignored, so right. we have to be there for them. We have exactly. To be brand champions. <laughs> so I want to talk about an article I had written on my blog, and again, we are not going to be a political show, but we'll sometimes insert some stuff because we still do a little bit with politics, but we try to add a entrepreneurial bent and a branding bent. So I unveiled two tailorized trainings for state lawmakers and state legislatures and for those running locally for city council or for mayor. And I'll include the link to those two trainings. And I specifically examined Virginia's recent electoral results. And I concluded three things from my findings, especially in light of something I found out from Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. um, with that point, especially that candidates who won Democrat seats in the House of Delegates were using chatbots and polling startups, which specialize in regressive polling, meaning they poll very small sample sizes in these smaller districts. And it's a shame that Republicans and conservatives are not using these new technologies. And chatbots are fairly relatively new technologies. They started to gain popularity earlier this year in January, mm -hmm. and small business and e-commerce businesses heavily use them, and now they're start starting to creep their way uh, into corporate America, into political campaigns. So those two technologies, especially utilizing those new tools to help you with branding, especially if you're running for office or trying to keep your seat, you want to use chatbots and polling data from specific startups. So I wrote an article about that and I have training. So if you're looking for a tailorized, custom-made training to fit your needs to ensure that you message your campaign or your efforts well, I am available for hire and I'm going to be hosting two trainings very soon. One that I can publicly reveal in West Virginia in the coming weeks. We're going to be training a very awesome conservative House of Delegate member and we're going to see how that goes through but I'm optimistic and I yeah. think um, his and his, him and his constituents are very interested in wanting to brand themselves better. Yeah. It's so going to be fun. I'll be there too. So yeah. I'm excited to see how it will all turn out and how great you'll do there. So. Yes. So we'll segue to Anna Maria's bit now with branding. Sure. Yeah. So I made an announcement on social media <laughs> that I am more so focusing on brand identity design across print and web. I think it's more reflective of, of what I'm interested in doing and um, what I'm passionate about. Uh, and so that brings me to talk about a recent project I've been working on for an official Vatican tour guide. His name is David Martinez. I met David when I was in Rome for two weeks uh, back in September. I was in Rome with the Bellezza and Verita project, which is run by uh, Ashley and John Nerona. They're pretty big in the Catholic media world there. Um, and I guess we all share the same vision of, of uh, 
bringing, um, you know, the church into uh, the modern age without diluting the church's message. So they introduced me to David, and I've been working on a website. I just did a logo for him, um, and I think, Gabriella, did you post the Dribble link? We will uh, include that now, yes. <laughs> yes, so Dribble, by the way, uh, it's not for children. <laughs> it's, um, it's really a uh, social media outlet that is designed for exclusively for designers to share their work, get feedback on their work, promote their work, and also potentially get job opportunities. So I posted it there kind of as like a little sneak peek as to what you will see when we unveil the brand in January. And so, yes, as I mentioned before, David um, is an official Vatican tour guide and he is looking to, I would say, positively disrupt the uh, tour industry yes. um, in Rome. And so there, of course, there are a lot of people who do who provide tours, you know, if you go to Rome, there's, there's a tour guide everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, they're obviously speaking in different languages and all that. And so, um, yeah, David has given some tours to some pretty notable people, and I don't want to reveal too much, but you'll see on his website that we will unveil soon uh, what that's all about. So, yeah, that's been exciting. Um, I will eventually have a case study about that project um, soon on my website, um, which I will be revamping soon. So, <laughs> Don't go and look at it too hard <laughs> just yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm planning to revamp it probably next month. So yeah, you'll um, you'll definitely be able to see that, um, and it will be awesome, I think. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see uh, how his will help take his you know brand to the next level. Um, I mean, he and I <laughs> working together, of course. <laughs> My sister's not involved in this project, just to let you know. That, no, we so. sometimes do collaborate. And other times we're more so autonomous, yeah. where we take on different projects. Uh, but sometimes there is overlap, but this is something I don't have a part in, and, and that's perfectly fine because yeah. we have to... I mean, it's the beautiful thing about being sisters is that we're very close. We have our slight differences, but we can come together and still have similar values on hand and, and add different skill sets and talents uh, to various projects. And in this case, like, like I've mentioned before, my sister is a talented artist. She is great at her craft. <laughs> <laughs> and we both try to complement our skill set with one another, and uh, she's you. doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did want to mention, too, if you do take a look at the Dribble link with the logo, um, just to give you kind of a sneak peek, uh, a more in-depth explanation behind the uh, vision for that. So uh, it's, it's supposed to represent elegance. Of course, the Vatican represents all of that. Um, and we wanted to help, I wanted to help set him apart from his competitors with, you know, bold colors that are symbolic of Rome, and, um, I wanted to show kind of a peeling away effect with the logo, um, to kind of create this illusion that you're, like, you, like, want to peel it off, <laughs> and, like, go inside and take a look at it, and it, it exactly relates to, like, what David, um, is all about, which is, you know, giving you that insider's look into the Vatican um, and making your experience in Rome incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's... It's an exciting project. <laughs> She's told me a little bit about it, so you all should check out her portfolio side when it becomes live. Yeah. You can see the Dribble link. We've included that for you all, and, and you wanted to talk about some really cool Google things. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So today, um, the Google Doodle happens to be a cute little rabbit, <laughs> a uh, digital one. Um, it's actually, they're honoring the... Um, 50th anniversary of kids coding. So hold on one second. I just want to get more information so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you click on the Google Doodle, it today's Google Doodle that is. So uh, basically it's Computer Science Education Week. And to 
um, you know, commemorate that. They are, they created, you know, this doodle uh, based on Scratch, the Scratch programming language for children, uh, which was established, uh, of course, 50 or so years ago. And so if you look at it, it's basically an opportunity for you to help a rabbit collect carrots using the code blocks. And so, um, yeah, so using Scratch, kids can basically create games, animations, interactive stories. And I want to talk about this because I think coding is really important in our country. Um, the, the left people, you know, who are liberals, they love to talk about coding and, and technology and all of that. And I, I mean, I do as well, and I like to look at it, look at it, I'm sorry, um, and the angle of the fact that we have so many um, people who could benefit from this knowledge, um, because we need to, especially we need to um, increase our, our numbers and ranks of people who know computer science education in this country. And uh, I think a lot of that relates to the fact that um, there's still a lot of outsourcing going on, and we've seen it, like, I guess, directly mm -hmm. with some family members and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's a big problem. And uh, we, we basically need more American, um, you know, people who know how to code. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating when you call someone at a call center. Yeah. They don't speak English. This is not a stab at people who are not fluent in English. But we want people who are adept at helping address problems. We don't have to call someone far, yeah. far away who may not know how to address the needs that let's say uh, certain programs have, and well, yeah. I, to your point, I I mean, as I'm have more, you know, the design angle and experience with when it comes to web design, and so I'm I mentioned before I want to get into the development side of things, and I've found it really frustrating, you know, when you're talking to uh, a web developer who's created a template, but um, you know they're in a foreign country, they don't really know English very well. Um, perhaps sometimes, oftentimes, unfortunately, they don't really care about uh, quality. So, right. um, like yeah. that episode when someone completely ruined my website and we had to start from scratch <laughs> earlier this summer. Yeah, this guy and and it's not because of his country of origin, but he was just so inept and he completely erased my website. From Turkey, this this guy, this designer, like, was not conscionable. I don't remember the country, but but it, it's true. It, there happens to be This could be even in Europe, standard. too. Yeah. Like, there are people who, if you spoke with someone in Germany, I bet this would be the same exact thing. It's not because it's singling out any no, region. No, not at all. But, like, I, people I, who I, are I, not I, in America, like, don't understand what needs we have technologically at times. And so it would be much easier if we did have people who could code yeah, who are based here we domestically. Need more, you know, mobile app developers, more web website developers, all mm -hmm. that jazz. So Yeah. And it's good that Google is promoting that. So <laughs> Yes. And that's a good way to ensure that more kids are exposed to free market ideas, which is so important, and that one political philosophy does not have a control over that. And uh, basically we wanted this episode to encapsulate the need for people to study new technologies to enhance their branding efforts and I think we achieved that yeah so you all can so <laughs> follow us across social media we are on iTunes uh, SoundCloud and Google Play so you can find us all across over there and uh, have that information available for you all so we're going to take a hiatus from next week we'll be back again on December 18th to have another episode and I believe we, beyond that we won't uh, advertise back or be back on the air until after the new year because we have a yeah. lot going on with family and just with travel so we will all see you next time on december 18th 
two weeks from now. And yeah. thank you all for joining episode two. Thank and you so much. We'll continue. We're two sisters and we're adding a sweet spin to creative disruption. So thank you all for tuning in and we will see you soon. Bye everyone. Yeah. Bye. Happy Monday. <laughs> Take care.